uh, could not uh, come forth because the man was missing in the equation of the echo system, <laughs> um, uh, so to say. So men had to come in for vegetation to come forth. So when men came, uh, then vegetation uh, was also released, it started manifesting. It's the same thing with the manifestation of men. Certain things needed to be in place in order for men to then appear. Same thing with a woman. Uh, something, things needed to be in place. Adam had to be there. Adam had to be functioning. And then Adam had to exhaust his capacity, then need extra hands or his extension. So the woman became the extension of his ability. So he was, re he was she, she was released out of Adam. That's why he declared, bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. And mind you, that was also something that uh, we should always take note of. Uh, he who, uh, uh, um, um, he who I, gives you identity, uh, leads you according to his perception. Uh, I will say that he who gives you identity limits you according to his perception of you. So Adam says this woman is flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone and she shall be called wombed man a woman so uh their uh, ability and uh, and the functioning of the woman was limited to bone of my bone flesh of my flesh uh, that's why the bible says um uh, it is a curse for her because her curse will be pursuing after the men, not even pursuing after God, or pers it is pursuing after the men. That came with a curse. You know, uh, your 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 desire shall be after your husband, and he will rule over you, which is part of the curse. If you read chapter three uh, properly, then you will understand what happened uh, to that portion of scripture. She was limited to uh, the operation and the realm where Satan also had access to because the snake came and communicated with her. And the Bible says, um, because she was flesh of uh, his flesh and bones of his bones, uh, so she was only limited, you know, to flesh of his flesh and bone of his bones, such that the enemy came in in the flesh of flesh and bone of bone and then she was deceived. So that is a subject for another day. What I'm trying to communicate um, to us is, is, is the two um, light, two, um, uh, the two things that are in this scripture. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So a lamp, according to scripture, uh, needs to be filled with oil now and again. Um, as we see in Exodus chapter 30, verse 7 uh, to, to, to verse 8, and also in Job chapter 8, verse 6. Job chapter 8, verse 6 says, The light shall be dark in thy dwelling, and the lamb besides him shall be put out. So a lamb besides him shall be put out. So we, 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 we do have now understanding that a lamp which is connected to my personal life, because the Bible says it is a lamp unto my feet. The word of God is a lamp unto my feet. So for that lamp to keep producing light, it needs oil. I need to keep pouring oil. That means there must always be oil. Now, if you also look at the ministry of the Levites, the minister of the priest in the holy place, um, the Norah, the seven candlesticks that were inside um, Manorah, that was inside the um, Minorah, yeah, it's Minorah, that was inside the uh, holy place in the tabernacle. That there was an instruction to keep the seven candlesticks 
you know, burning so that there can be light within the holy place. Um, it was covered with a badger skin, so it was completely dark without the light. So there must always be light so that you can uh, see the table of showbread. That means there won't be illumination or revelation without the light. You won't see the table of showbread. And also the altar of incense, which represents worship. You won't be able to worship you know, the right way without the light. So the light um, meant everything. The operation within the holy place depended on that light. So the priests were instructed to make sure that there's always oil in that um, menorah, the seven candlesticks, you know, uh, so that it gives light. Now, that simply means if we say the word of God is a lamp, on that lamp there must always be oil in order that light uh, uh, begins to uh, light up my path so so that I can continuously walk in the light you know so personally I must have um, a, a lamp that is always um, you know burning the wick has to always be burning and for that to happen I must always have oil inside the lamp now that takes us to even the story of the 10 virgins. Remember the story of the 10 virgins? Um, I, I, the five wise ones had, you know, extra oil for their lamps uh, because uh, the bridegroom took long to come back. So then the oil ran out to the five foolish ones because they didn't bring extra oil. But the ones who brought extra oil the, the the oil kept burning even to the next level, next phase of their journey, uh, which shows us that as believers, personally, we need to have that lamp always burning. We need to have the oil, uh, you know, in our lamps so that it can keep lighting up our path. Now, that one is very important. Um, because that one uh, has to do with you personally. You are the one who needs to make sure there's oil in your lamp. So the word of God is always there for us. It, 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 the Bible says it is a lamp. It does not say it is the light when it comes to our personal lives. It only lights up. The moment we put the oil, uh, when there's the oil, then there will be a light. Um, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, as far as the word is concerned in our lives, cannot be removed. You can't get rid of the ministry of the Holy Spirit because how would you read the scriptures without illumination, without the oil? So it means even the scriptures themselves, they need to the Holy Spirit to explain to us so that we can access the light that comes from the word. So the word can be a lamp, it can be a, a container. You know, if you know these lamps that we used to use long time ago, uh, where you will put paraffin um, and then light it up, you know, before we were exposed to um, electricity. You know, we needed to have paraffin in that thing, and the wick will burn. As long as there's paraffin, it will keep burning. When you run out of paraffin, it also dies out. It means in our lives, you know, as much as we can access, you know, certain truths and certain light, uh, but the light uh, needs to continue burning for us to be able to walk in the right path so if we run out of oil the light will burn out it will just switch off um, so then you will have a form of godliness but you will deny the power you will have a form of being a believer 
but you will never not have the connection to the life itself. Remember that the life was the light of men. So if the light goes out, it means the life also is no longer active, it is dormant. Oh. All right. Um, so that thank you um so the life is the light the light is the life so if the lamp goes out your the life of god in you becomes dormant. Now, I think I need to elaborate on that one because uh, people never understand or never think that it is possible for one to be a believer, but not be in life. The life of God in you uh, be dead, be dormant, be sort of disconnected from you. You know, you, 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 you can get to a place where you are praying, but you are not connected. You just, you just know that there's no connection, you know. So you can go on forever, for days, for months, for years like that. And then you get to the gathering of the saints and you wonder how these ones are always burning. They're always on fire. Somehow they are now feeling uh, like they, they, God has spoken to them and you're wondering, when was the last time God spoke to me? Now you have allowed the light to burn out because you have not uh, refilled the lamp with oil. Uh, enough for the light to continue burning. Remember, that light is the life. John chapter 1, verse 5, the Bible says, the light, uh, the life was the light of men. And then the light uh, was introduced to darkness, and darkness could not comprehend it, could not resist it, could not overcome it. So light, which is the life of God, which comes from the word, even as we uh, release or burn uh, the oil, then we, so we cannot ignore the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our daily walk. We cannot ignore him as a person in our daily walk, in our reading of scripture. He's the one who was sent uh, as a paracletos, one who goes beside us, even to explain the scriptures themselves, even to expound and bring understanding and bring light uh, of the scriptures. So he is the one who wrote the scriptures. He is the one who interprets the scriptures to us. Now, sometimes when you read the New Testament, I wonder if you guys are able to see that some, some um, quotations from the Old Testament do not come from the whole verse in the Old Testament. They just take the, maybe the, the, the B part of the verse, and then it means something uh, else in the New Testament, while the A part of the verse means something else in the New Testament. So it is only the Holy Spirit who's able to um, uh, do that. For example, uh, in, in, the, in the quotation of Luke chapter 4, verse 18, where Jesus says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For you. Now, if you look at that scripture in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah ends with the day of judgment. Jesus does not talk about the judgment, the day of judgment. So Isaiah is talking about the whole thing. 
He's talking about when Jesus comes, and then he's talking about the judgment at the end. But when Jesus is quoting from the scripture, he leaves the judgment, he only quotes the first part where he says, now this scripture has been fulfilled in your midst. Meaning that, that it is only the Holy Spirit that is able to interpret the scriptures to us like that. Then we ha have, you know, light. We, we enter into understanding of scripture by the Holy Spirit. So without the Holy Spirit, you know, interpreting the scriptures to us, we just read and memorize verses, you know, and they come. I, 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 well, this is how I, I can describe it. They come not as a cake, but they come as flour. They come as eggs. They come as maybe sugar or a milk. It is not, you know, baked enough for us to eat and enjoy. It means when you read the scriptures, you memorize that your, your, your Gideon, mighty man of valor, but it, it is not speaking to you as the mighty man of valor. It is speaking to Gideon. So you don't put yourself in Gideon because you are not hearing the scripture speaking to you direct. It is just, according to you, it is showing a picture of a man who was in hiding and the angel came and spoke words and then he's the mighty man of valor. He must go in this, his might. And you call that without identifying uh, 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 that scripture with your life. You know, um, see, when we speak of Rhema, we speak of even the Old Testament speaking to us. And it is only the Holy Spirit, the oil uh, that is in the lamp that can bring such light, such that you then walk in that light that the Holy Spirit has brought forth from, you know, the word. So it is important for us to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us, to lead us, you know, as we're reading scriptures so that the, it, it, there can be illumination, there can be light um, from, from the word of God. So the word of God is a lamp unto our feet and then a light unto our path. You know, the second part, which says it is a light unto our path. I believe that the path of the just shines brighter and brighter unto a perfect day, as the scripture says, because our path has been set. You know, it's not something that we're going to uh, set it now. It has been set, it was set, even before the foundation of the earth. You know, this is the route, this is the way, this is how we're going to. I can quote several scriptures where it shows us that our path was set a long time ago, starting from Jeremiah 29 verse 11. You know, I know the thoughts that I have towards you, they are good, they are not evil, to give you a future and hope. Uh, other version says to give you an expected end, meaning that there's an expected way you should end. It is expected. How is it expected? Because it was pres prescribed from the beginning. It was, it was given to you from the beginning. It was set from the beginning. So before you started your journey, it was already finished. So all you need to do is walk in the path that has been set before you. You know, it, you just have to walk uh, in, in that path. You know, um, 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 you can go to, uh, uh, to, 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 to the book of Romans, um, um, uh, where it speaks about the path that was set for Jesus. You know, the Bible says, um, the cross was set before him, but he enjoyed the cross because he saw the glory on the other side. He saw the glory on the other side of the cross. So it was said that he should die on the cross. Now you go back to the books of the prophets where they are prophesying about his death, the book of Isaiah, prophesying about his death and what type of death. Go to Isaiah 53, you will read 
about what type of death he's going to die. So when he came, you know, even as he was declaring that he must now go to the cross, and Peter says, no, that should not happen to you, Lord. And Jesus said, get thee behind me, certain, because you do not understand the things of God. You are only limited to the things of men. So he was now set to go to the cross because this is, for this reason, I was born. You know, uh, for this reason, I was born. That's what he was kept saying. You know, he was born to die on the cross. He was born to deliver men. He was born to save mankind. So the only way he could save mankind is to die on the cross. So that was his part. That was what was said for him, you know. And if you read also Ephesians, Philippians chapter 3, where Paul talks about, you know, denying all the things that he had attained, you know, so that he can... Um, um, achieve and, 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 and pursue until he gets to a place of resurrection where he will know him and know. Um, but he also talks about the path that is set before him. And also, if you read the book of Joel, the Bible says there's a vast army, an army of God that is being released in the last days. You know, the, before them, the place is just green, but behind them, it is a wilderness, and they scale on walls, and, but they don't break rank, meaning that they don't then move to other people's ranks or people's lanes. They follow their lane, and they run. And the Bible says we must run in the race that is set before us. So the race is already set before us. Now, I'm just trying to bring in so many scriptures that are trying to show us that when we talk about the path, uh, the light or the word of God, that is a light in our path. It is not lighting our path now. It lit our path even before we were born. So only discover yourself in the books that are written concerning you. That's what the Bible says when Jesus said, you know, it is written about me in the volume of the books, you know. So it is written about you also in the volume of the books. When I was coming into ministry, one of the things I wanted to find out from God is what is it that I'm assigned to do? Then he showed me Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 10. You are appointed over nations and kingdoms to uproot, to pull down, to destroy, to build and to plant. So I fully understand, you know, my 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 ministry and my so when i encounter anyone you know the uh, you know systematically all the things that has have been uh, set in people's lives which somehow they are not wrong just a lot of religious uh, way of doing things i uproot those things i pull them down but i also build and i plant you know then people are released uh, over nations and kingdoms so the grace that is operating upon um, my life is a grace of, of, of a prophet. Jeremiah was a prophet. You know, when God said, I've appointed you over nations and kingdoms. So it means it was not just a local ministry. It was a global ministry. So I, I know that, you know, very soon we will have, you know, people placed almost everywhere in the globe that represents what we carry and that we begin also to spread it wherever they are because that is the calling of God. So, so for those that are with us here, we are still breaking, we are still destroying. Us. So I saw that in scripture. I saw it was written about me. So I saw it and I laid hold of it. So any other wind that is trying to blow me away from what I saw, I go back to what I saw. Then I begin to confess according to what I saw. I'm appointed over nations and kingdoms. I am here to uproot everything that is not the planting of the Lord. So I understand that there's deliverance also in my ministry because I saw it in the volume of the books. It was written about me. You see, when the Bible says in Luke chapter 4, Jesus looked for the scriptures where it was written about him. He did not just go to any scripture. He looked, he searched, and then found the place where it was written about him. Then he stood up and read 
before them and said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for God has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and to set at free those who are captives and to preach the acceptable year of the, I mean, that is what he saw about himself from the volume of the books. So you need also the Holy Spirit to help you, to lead you. You must find a place where God speaks about you. You will never release out of heaven for nothing. You're not just some mistake, you know, your parents, I don't know, made a mistake, you know, you're not a mistake. You were released out of God on purpose. So you've got to find the things that are written about you, your assignment. John said, I'm a voice speaking in the wilderness. I don't know who you are, but you need to find a place where it is written about you. You need to find the thing that is written about you. So it becomes easy for you to follow the path that is set before you. The path is not dark before you. It is bright. The word of God is has as 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 lit has set alight your path. So the the Bible says, uh, you know, the word of God is a light unto my path. It is a light unto my path. The moment you find that your path in life lights up. You see, I think the biggest struggle um, of everyone in life is doing things that you're not supposed to do spending money on things that are not in line with your assignment spending time years in something that is not in line with your assignment at the end of the day you only discover that wow what a waste of time but i thank god because all things work together for good even when you were you know out of line uh, you collect experiences that will eventually help you so god uh, turns the things that were meant for to destroy you, it turns them around for good. So it is never uh, at loss, you know, it's never loss of time, it is never lost. That's why some of us have serious testimonies because of where we came from. Were we supposed to go there? No. But now that we are coming from there, we have a testimony of the goodness of Jehovah. So we can testify of the things that God has delivered us from and now we have entered our path we are walking in our path you know the path of the just is peace the path when you have found your your path there is peace in your path if there's prosperity in your path can I just go deeper in this one you know there's provision in your path so when you finally um, align with your path and start walking in your path you know uh, there are things that were missing in your life that you are struggling to bring into your life or to bring together in your life. You know, suddenly, once you are aligned with what God called you to do, suddenly the things begin to fall into place. They begin to fall into place. Why? Because now you're walking in the path that was set for you before the foundations of the earth. Look, God is not a God of confusion. As the Bible says, see, God is a God of order, meaning that he orders your steps according to predestination. He orders your steps according to what he preset for you. All you need to do, look through the volume of the book and find that place where it is written about you. You know, sometimes, you know, it's not really about maybe digging into scripture, trying to find yourself. If there's no scripture written about you, God is alive. He is your father. You can talk to him and then he can give you the words. I know sometimes later, sometime later, you might look through scripture and only to find it later that it is in scripture. But you know, if you can't find it in scripture, you can find it in him. So you have a relationship with him. Talk to him direct and ask him, what is it that you call me to do? I'm tired of doing this and that, and it's not, it's tiresome, you know, it's exhausting, it's taking away from me than bringing into me. I'm not refreshed doing it, I'm actually struggling doing what I'm doing. Lord, lead me to the path, you know, that is set for me so that I can walk in that path and then I will find fulfillment in that path which has been set for me. 
Now, I want to continue because I was just introducing uh, this uh, particular uh, portion of scripture. I want us to just continue um, and looking at the word itself because I tried on Sunday because of time, I couldn't even go deeper explaining what I was trying to communicate uh, that the word is not the destination. Um, I, I need to say it in the right way. The, the, the power, it is not just having a lot of scriptures and knowing a lot of scriptures. The power of every believer, it is in what the scriptures then ushers you into, which is called light. So the word must profit you. In the book of Hebrews, the Bible speaks of how Israel never uh, mixed the word that was spoken to he, to her, you know, with faith. So it never profited. So the word is for profiting. So we can't be uh, involved in word without result. It means we are doing it religiously or without the oil or the Holy Spirit who will direct us and bring the life out of the word until we have entered into that life. Because remember, that life is the light of man. So scripture is pregnant with life. Scripture is pregnant with light. Scripture is pregnant with faith. Scripture is pregnant. So our, our aim is not just knowing the scripture, it is benefiting from what the scripture carries. Now, if you remember what Jesus said to the Pharisees, he says you read scriptures because from it you think you will get eternal life. Yet I am here. The scriptures are talking about me, but you can't see. May we not be caught in that religious act where we have a lot of scripture, but the passing of scripture is far from us. It's, we, 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 we are not interacting with him or fellowshipping with him, you know, through scripture. Scripture is carrying a lot, but we need to crack and take what is inside. You know, scripture is like an egg. You don't want the shell. You want what is inside. So we need to crack. You know, the Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, work it out. So it, it, it is inside, it must be with joy, you will draw out of the well of salvation. It really is inside. So we need to access the insights, the revelation, the, the light that is in the word. You know, I was listening to um, Bishop Oyedebo the other day, he was just talking about how he took some three days because he wanted to find out the secret of success, financial prosperity. Um, so he took three days, Gloria Copeland's book, and, and then um, Kenneth Hagen's book, you know, and then he, three days later, he came back declaring, I will never be poor, you know, um, if you follow his life and follow his ministry, um, I think there are three universities now. I don't know how many. Um, the last time, I don't know, five years ago, they had 89 high schools um, and primary schools. I don't know, there were about hundred and something. And they drilled all holes for communities. They just do so much, so much. But this is my point. He does not take a salary from church. He does not even take money for all the books that he has written. No, he doesn't take that money. So it all goes back there. So someone will ask, the man is so wealthy. He was laughing at when they were saying he's worth 150 uh, million US dollars and he was laughing and saying yo <laughs> who was able to 
I, I'm not able to even uh, account, you know, for my worth, but someone was able to. I don't know how they did that. But well, this is what he emphasizes. He acts light concerning tithing, concerning giving. That made him, at a time when he started accessing it, never to miss tithing up to today. It's been years and years. When he speaks about his offering and tithe today, he says he can't do it in cash like everyone else. He has to write a check because it would be embarrassing to bring the bags of money to the offering basket every Sunday. So he has to be writing checks, not bring you know, the bags because of the grace of God. So at one point he was um, talking to an exclusive group of guys um, and then I managed to get a hold of um, where he was talking to his close uh, sons that at some point he was he, he would be instructed to empty his accounts and, and give it all away but in a few days it would be double that amount again give away cars then there will be more cars coming in he accessed covenant you know in a small small scale uh, of what god has shown us and what we have able to emulate or copy from him and learn from him uh, we have seen the grace of god um, we have also tried to make sure that we access the light that he access this is what i'm trying to say you know in the word of god there is light that you access the moment you enter into that light no one can ever tell no matter how many preachers and how powerful they are uh, who will come afterwards and tell you that tithing is uh, for old testament or tithing is wrong or tithing you won't be able they won't be able to move you this is what jesus was trying to say in matthew chapter 16 when he says you know upon this revelation upon revelation upon receiving light you know because peter received light and said you are christ the son of the living god so upon receiving light i will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail so no one will move me from the light that i've accessed i know how to uh, access money and access because of the light so i will not move from that because i saw i have seen and i keep seeing that that is what makes us prosperous that is what makes us move uh, forward you know so accessing light is the key you know so you don't just you know we can quote scriptures for you every sunday of how you are supposed to give give generously you know give cheerfully you know that is good we can just keep saying that but on a personal note you've got to take oil for yourself put the oil in the lamp let it light your own path let it be a personal uh, illumination personal revelation personal enlightenment so so that you don't depend on what we preach you know you depend on your own light that you have access concerning this bring books where men of god have taught on any subject where you are struggling bring them set them aside and begin to study until you access until you see what they have seen what makes them succeed what makes them you know um, uh, say if you are hungry especially for the supernatural if you are hungry to succeed in business you know it is the men who have succeeded in business that you need to study their biography bring in the scriptures see from scripture the things that they have seen that makes them successful successful you know uh bill bill um, winston has a joseph school of uh, business where he teaches you know believers on how to do business biblically 
you know, if you go through the Joseph School, I mean, there are so many things that have been made available to us. Um, you know, the internet is a blessing from heaven. If you know to, how to use it positively, it, it, until you will access information that will bring so much light that you will be delivered from all your struggles in life. You know, this is, this is, this is what I have been, um, I want to communicate with you. Now, if you look at the word of God, you know, um, we, it, 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 it is packaged with everything that you will ever need in life. The Bible says, for instance, in Hebrews chapter, uh, in Hebrews uh, uh, um, chapter 11, if you look at Hebrews chapter 11, um, okay, let's start with Romans chapter 10. Uh, uh, the Bible says, you know, uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That is verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Now, it says, faith comes by hearing. Hearing via the word of God. Meaning that it is the word of God that is pregnant with the faith. So, he, the word is carrying the faith for you. So, you need light to access the faith that the word is getting. Let's say you are believing God for a car, because that is more practical. You are believing God for a car, and you are, you are faithing for it. You know, believing God for, if the word of God does not create the picture inside you, or deliver the picture inside you, until you carry it in your spirit to say, I have it. You don't have it. It can be a mental accident. You can end up, you know, uh, accusing God that God is not faithful, or this thing does not work, it only works. You don't know how to use the technology of heaven, of accessing light. So if you know how to access light from the word of God, then be follow that route of accessing light. Don't just court and say, I have it, I have a car, I, 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 I'm building another garage. Did you get the instruction from him to do that? Or it's something that you had someone testifying. It's good to copy people who are testifying and copy what, but it must also be inside you. The word must deliver it into you. Once it is not delivered into you by the word, keep confessing, keep speaking, keep until it is delivered. Once it is delivered, it is done. Once you see it, it is done. It is done. So, yo, right. I, 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 I want to end with this. Let me see. I only have five minutes. Yo, Jesus. Let me not leave. I let me leave this part. <clears throat> Um, but it's a very simple uh, part that I, I touched on on Sunday uh, from John chapter 1 uh, to John to verse 5. Chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was. You know, for some reason, you know, for years, it never really bothered me uh, that it is past tense. Until recently, when I looked at this and I was starting to trying to understand why is it was, why is it not is, why is it in the past that the word was in the beginning was the word, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him, not 
anything made was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Until I get to verse 14, then I realize that the word became flesh. It never remained the word which was. It then became flesh and entered. And it, John says it dwelt amongst us as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and mercy. So it dwelt amongst us. So it not so then you look at all the things that Jesus said about himself. There is no place where he then said, I am the word of God. You know, he did say, I'm the bread sent from above. But he did not say, I'm the word. Why? Because when you look at what the book of Hebrews chapter 1 says, it says, at last, after God had spoken through the prophet, at last now he speaks through his son. At last he now speaks through his son. So he spoke through the prophets. You know, he spoke through Psalms, then he now speaks through the prophets. He's through, through his son. So he now spoke through his son. Lastly, he spoke through his son. So meaning that the word had become flesh, but God addresses him not as the word, but as his son. So the son became the word in flesh. This is what I then wanted us to understand. Our birth as new believers, as new creation, we were born by the word, according to James chapter 1, verse 18 that the word beget us by the will of God. So it gave birth to us by the will of God. So we know the product of the word. It is not uh, just the word. The product of the word is life. So it gives birth, the word gives birth to the life of God. So the son of God became the life of God. That's why the Bible says it pleased the father that he will dwell inside him in his fullness, that the fullness of the Godhead will dwell inside him, the fullness of the Godhead, because, you know, the word became life, and that life was the light of man. So what Jesus declared to us is that I am the light of the world. So he says, you also, you are the light of the world. So all along, I was just saying the word begot word. So if you are born of the word, you are the word. But when I look at this, you know, the word became flesh. Once it was in the flesh, you know, it was declared to be the life. And that, that, that life became the light of men. So if you look at that process, we are the light of men because the life of God is in us through the word. So the word was just a vehicle to give birth. So every time you declare a word, you are not looking for the word, you know, uh, you, what you are looking for is the product of the word. What is the word going to produce? It will become money, it will become a job, it will become a business, it will become a marriage, it will become, it. so when it's the word, as you receive, even if you get instructions from God, it comes in a word form, but when the word enters, it becomes the thing that you ask God for, or what God declared to you, that that is what it is. If God says to you, for instance, you are my prophet, you are my mouthpiece, it is not like then you are going to go around saying, uh, 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 I'm, I'm the mouthpiece, I'm the mouthpiece, you know, echoing the word of no you will start speaking what he is saying because the word has become you know flesh so you have become what the word has declared you have become the mouthpiece so you will speak 
I, I hope you guys understand what I'm saying. Uh, Jesus could not say, I'm the word, I'm the word, going around and saying, I'm the word. No. He then manifested the life because the word was the life and the life was the light of man. And what I like about verse 5 is that when the light came, darkness could not comprehend it. You know, and I love the fact that the Bible says, and the light shineth in brightness. It, 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 it does not no longer talk about past tense. It, it, it is, the, the, the past tense is no longer there. It says, the light shineth. Shineth is a continuous tense. So the light shineth in darkness, and darkness uh, comprehended it not. So we, 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 we are the light of men. We are the light. You see, this is the reason you should understand. As much as there are demons flying everywhere, they cannot come close to you. You know, sometimes we think it's because of God who's protecting us. I, I believe it's because of the word that has become life and that has become the light of men. So we are light. 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 When the enemy looks at us, he sees light because we are light. You know, he does not see uh, James. He does not see the, the, he, does, he, see, he sees light. If my light, if my light shines as, at a certain brightness, he, that's how he can identify me. That that brightness, um, as far as I know, is belongs to a soaring soul. Now, depending on the levels, because we keep growing in the brightness of our light, and our dominion in the realm of the spirit depends on light. And that light is actually every, every area and understanding that we keep gaining as we, as the word of God is taking us by the spirit, you know, in our journeys, uh, we fight this world, we win, and then uh, we move to the next level and the light, you know, it has increased and our dominion has increased such that when we speak and say, that says the Lord God, Jesus, then we'll, wow, you know, what we're releasing is a force depending on, 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 on the light that we carry uh, and the impact uh, uh, against the forces of darkness depends of the, on the uh, majesty of our light. Um, so there are certain demons that just fly off because of the amount of light that we carry at the level that we are at. So, I know um, I just owe it to all of us to continue because there are some areas where you just want to move in and push in but sometimes you know that if we introduce this step by step, it will help uh, for all of us to catch up. Because I wanted to also to go into the areas of prayer where we can now talk about uh, our traveling in the spirit as we are praying. And how do we travel? Um, I will just I will just maybe close in preparation for the next time we meet uh, just to bring a challenge to all of us. Um, you know, sometime when I was uh, preaching on, on this subject, I would say to people, how many of you know the mall, Highfield um, Mall, um, specifically uh, <laughs> mug and bean at the mall. Quickly, you, the picture of mug and bean is in you. But let me try and change it so that you understand the spirit. Um, I would say to you, quickly, you were there. Then you said, yes, I know. But you went and then you said, I know. 
So I, and also it is wrong for me to use you went because the traveling in the spirit has no, I don't, there's no instrument, natural instrument to measure it. Paul described the rapture of the church as twinkle of an eye because he didn't even have, you know, the how to describe the speed in the realm of the spirit. So when I am saying um, you were there, I'm just simply saying everything in the realm of the spirit is where we are. Because that's the only way to describe the proximity of everything in the realm of the spirit. It is where you are. Um, God is here. And the guy in Australia is also saying God is here. Why? Because in the realm of the spirit, he is here. He, 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 he is here. <laughs> like you, you can't bring in uh, distance, time, um, and speed in eternity. That is removed. You bring in leather be when there was. So that's that's the language. You know, I tried on Sunday to also bring in the picture of Jesus saying to the disciples, throw in your nets to the they then catch a fish and they come to the shore where he was, they find him brine uh, the fish and and they were wondering when did he fish, when did he get the bread? He said, Come, let's eat, and then it was. Now even then, the the, the anything re, re, recorded, especially in line with the life of Jesus, it has to do with showing us uh, our potential and the level of our operation. I know it has always been my prayer that before God takes everything, we will see these things happening in our day. We will see people traveling in our day. We will see <clears throat> refrigerators, you know, being filled with food in our day. We will see people driving cars and suddenly they're in Cape Town because they are tired. They need to go and preach. And, you know, I, I just believe that we have seen a glimpse of testimonies in the past, small here, small there but it is coming in great numbers that the people of God, the sons of the almighty God, will begin to testify nonstop of the workings of God that will silence everyone that has always been, who has always had something negative about the greatness of our Father. And I know that we are alive in this day as we hear these things, our spirits are being challenged to come up higher just as the lord spoke to john come up higher then i will speak to you i mean the guys already in the spirit in the day of the lord but the lord says come up higher so i believe there's a come up higher call from the lord for all of us you know whether we're in prayer whether we're doing anything i sense that there's something that has shifted um, in our day, something has shifted and we cannot allow uh, the shift to leave us out. You know, <laughs> I feel like singing that song, when you pass, do not pass us by, Lord, do not pass us by, you know, and I know that it has always been my personal prayer to say whatever you do in our day, don't do it without me. And I believe it's your prayer as well, that Lord, whatever you are doing in our day, don't do it without me. You know, I think for this reason, I was born. For this reason, I live. So I cannot live for any other thing except to experience the greatness of our Father in our day. I want to be his instrument. I want to be his tool, a, a tool in his hands, a better ex. You know, I want to be, you know, the thing that God will use in our day, even to confound the wise, even to bring multitudes, multitudes into the kingdom of God. God bless you. Sorry for taking much of your time, but God bless you. I love you.
Thank you, Apostle. Oh, thank you, Apostle. Amen. Jesus. Thank you, Apostle. Amen. Thank you, Apostle. Amen. Thank you.